0: Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shabbos, Samach Aleph. we're starting Samach Hamebe'ez, the bottom line at the two dots. Our Mishnah told us one may not go out with a single sandal on Shabbos if he does not have a wound on his foot. This is because people might laugh at him for only wearing one sandal. He's going to be inclined to take it off and then he'll end up carrying it and just rob him. Or because people are going to suspect him of hiding the other sandal underneath his arm and wouldn't want people to suspect him of carrying on Shabbos. Says the Gemara at the top of Samach Aleph, but if he does have a wound on his foot, nothing. He may go out with a single sandal. Which sandals he allowed to go out with? With the foot that has the wound, he's allowed to put a sandal on that foot. We see the, the purpose of wearing sandals is only to protect your feet from getting bruised of the rocks and sharp protrusions. This foot that has the wound on it, he must protect it from getting bruised and people are going to see him limping so they're not going to suspect him of carrying the other shoe and they're not going to laugh at him for only wearing one shoe because they recognize that he really only needs to protect that foot that has the wound. V'chiyah baravam, or he says, b'aisa b'maka He could wear the sandal on the foot that does not have the wound. Amal we see that he holds that the purpose of wearing sandals is just to provide your foot with extra comfort. And this foot that has the wound on it that does not have a shoe, Its wound shows about it that that's the reason why he's not wearing the shoe and therefore people aren't going to suspect him of carrying a shoe and they're not going to laugh at him for only wearing one shoe. Rabbi Yehchanan also holds like Rav Huna. The Amalei Rabbi Yehchanan Baraba. Rabbi told Rav Shem Baraba, "Have li masani, bring me my shoes." Yahiv laid He gave him his right shoe. Amalei, so Rabbi Yehchanan said, "Asisumaka, you've made my right foot as if it has a wound on it." Rabbi Yehchanan holds that a left shoe is supposed to be put on first, not the right one. From the fact that he was given his right shoe first. Obviously, he's not going to be putting on his left shoe. It must be that he has a wound on his right foot. And so clearly he holds like Rav Huna that you put the shoe on the foot that has the wound. It must be that shoes are meant to protect your feet from getting bruised and, and battered. Asking, me more. Maybe held like Rav Barav. This is what he was saying. smell You're making the left foot as if it's the one that has the wound. That's why you only gave me the right shoe. So we don't have a proof. goes according to his reasoning. says, Just like Tfilin, so, two shoes. Just like tefillin are worn on the left arm, so too you put on your left shoe first. The reason why tefillin would be worn on the left arm, says Rashi, because the Pussek says regarding tefillin, yadcha, you should place it on your hand. However, yadcha spelled funny. Yud dalid And we split this word into two. Yod dalid, and then the next word is chavheh, which is yad keha. The hand, which is weak. Most people are righties, which means their left hand is the weak hand. So just like you wear your tfilin on your left hand, so too you're going to put on your left shoe first. The Gemara asks, We have a brahiza. When a person puts on his shoe, noel noel you first put on your right shoe, then your left. B'yasef, B'yasef says, hachi. Now that we have a braisa that tells you to put on your right shoe, and r-b-yechun tells you to put on your left shoe. So David hachi, avid, udavid hachi, You want to do like this, you can. If you want to do like that, you can. Whichever one you choose is okay. Amalaya Ba'ya said, V'havishmiyle, maybe Rabbi Yechon never heard of this braysa. V'havishmiyle, and if he did hear the braysa, v'havhadrbe, he would have retracted his opinion and held that you should really put on your right shoe. And the v'inami shmiyle, or maybe if he heard it, v'kasavrein halacha kaysa mishna, maybe he holds the halacha not like that mishnah and we should be putting our shoes on our left feet. Amram Nachum Bar Yitzchak, Yarish Shemayim Yitzdei Shtehen, a Yarish Shemayim should be Yitzdei both shitas. And Umanu, who's that? Marbrey de Ravna. Heikhi Avid, what did he do? he would put on his right shoe, Katar, but he wouldn't tie it. same de smaller. then he'd put on his left shoe, Vakatar, and then tie it. other Katar and then tie the right shoe. And this is what we do. Amravashi, Chazin Kahana, Kahana, Kapid, he wasn't particular about which shoe to put on first. Sometimes the left, sometimes the right. The Gemara continues regarding shoes. Rabbanen, Kshu noel, when he puts on his shoes, shal noel shal he puts on the right and then the left. Kshu when he takes his shoe off, shal 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 he takes off his left first and then he takes off his right. It shows a chashivas, to the right shoe that he leaves it on for longer. Kshu when he washes himself, shal shal he washes the right side, then the left. Kshu sach, when he anoints himself with oil, he anoints the right side, then the left but if he wants to anoint his whole body with oil or cream, then he does his head first because it is the king, it is the head of all of the limbs in his body, so the head goes first and then the rest of his body. Our Mishnah told us, one may not go out wearing tefillin. Don't say that this is only according to the mando, Shabbos loves man tefillin, who, that Shabbos is not a proper time to tefillin, it's in whether or not a person is allowed to wear tefillin on Shabbos. Shabbos man tefillin, even according to Madamor, the one may wear tefillin on Shabbos. Lo he's still not allowed to go with them to Shusharabim. Doma asiyasu yirbishusharabim. Maybe he's going to end up carrying them because he's going to end up needing to use the restroom. He's going to take them off and then he's going to carry them. V'kademasi la sefa. Some say this applies to the end of the Mishnah. Amreshda told us v'miyotsa inichayev chatos. But if he wore it out on Shabbos, he's not chayev Amr Amrav Safra of Safra says loytem alibedemadamor Shabbos is Who he's not going to be chayev according to the person that holds that Shabbos is a time for tefillin. You're allowed to wear them anyway. Alafilah Mandar Shabbos loves Mandar who, even according to Mandar Amr, that Shavas is not a proper time for Tefillin in a You're still not going to be Chayev My time, oh, why not? Derech Mal since you're wearing it as a normal manner of wearing clothing, so you're not going to be Chayev in that case also. And now the rest of the Adafa is going to be focusing on the following topic. Vleibe Kamehem Mancha in a Momcha. One may not go out with an amulet if it is not expert, proven effective. Papa, ma'ad Don't say that the person himself that wrote the Kameya has to be an expert. Umamcha Kameya and the Kameya itself has to be proven effective to allow a person to go out with it on Shabbos. If the person that wrote it is an expert, even though this particular Kameya hasn't been proven effective, a person may go out with it. We have a proof. Our Mishnah told us he may not go out with a Kamehah if it's not from a Mumcha, from an expert. Well, like it doesn't say, sheenu it doesn't say as long as this kamea itself is not an expert. It says if it's not from an expert, Shmam, you know, we see, as long as it's from an expert, a person may go out with it on Chavez. banon mumcha. What's considered an expert kameya? If it healed someone once, we repeated this, and then a third time again it healed someone, that's an expert kameya. Echad kameya echad Whether this kameya has written stuff on it, or it's just ikarin, which is like root herbs, they would make a whole mixture of herbs, and that would be the kameya. Echad this is whether it's Designed to heal a person that's not deathly ill or even someone that is deathly ill. Not only that it's meant to heal someone that did fall down already, which means he suffers from epilepsy and it's meant to heal him from his epilepsy, it's so that he shouldn't fall down, which means even if it's meant to prevent him from getting epilepsy, that's still considered an expert Kamea. He could tie it and untie it even in Rosh Rabbim. As long as he doesn't tie it, Samachal from on the top, Bashir on a bracelet, with the Basra on a ring, Vyatsubashraam, and then go out to Shisraam with it, That's because of Mayras People are gonna suspect him of trying to wear this Kamea as a adornment, as a Tachshit and not as an actual Kamea that's meant to heal him. And would don't want that Mayrus Ayan, so therefore he's gotta wear it around his neck. The Gemara says, Hold on. Vatani, we have a different B'risa that tells us, Azu Momcha, what's an expert khamea, Kol shiripa adam It has to have healed three separate people like one, and this brisa previously mentioned that Ahmad Aleph told us it's allowed to heal the same person. The Gemara says, It's not a problem. This brass that we just mentioned that it has to heal three separate people is when we're trying to determine that the person that wrote the Kamehah is an expert. Therefore, it has to heal three separate people. One is when we're trying to determine that this amulet itself is an effective amulet, then it can heal the same person even if it's written by three separate people as long as the same amulet Healed the same person, that proves the amulet as effective. And Armor of Papa of Papa is going to clarify this a little bit more. Pshitali, it's clear to me, Talas Kamea, Talas Gavri, talasa, talasa Zimni. If there was three separate Kameas written for three separate people and they each healed those people three times, Ismachi Gavri of Kamea. Now the person that wrote them is considered an expert, and this Kamea itself has been proven effective because it's three separate kameyas for three separate people and it healed them three times. Plus a if it's three kameyas for three separate people, the same as before, but each kamea only healed once, Gavras Machi. So the person that wrote them is considered an expert, but is Machi, each amulet hasn't been proven effective, because each amulet only healed once. If it's the same amulet written for three separate people, Kameya ismachi, ismachi. Then that means the amulet itself is proven effective, but the person that wrote it hasn't proven his skills in writing kameyas because it's the same kameya. It's not three separate Kameyas. And here's the question. Bayra Papa Papa asks, Gavri. We have three separate Kameyas for one person. Maya, what's the halacha? Ismachi, Ismachi. For sure the Kameh itself isn't proven effective because it's three separate Kameyas, but maybe the person that wrote it is considered effective expert, because he healed someone three times. Perhaps the person that wrote it is not considered an expert, because do we say, at the end of the day, this person that wrote the Kamea, he effectively healed someone three times with it. Or do we say that it's just the Mazl, it's the Malach of this person that he accepts Kameas. And therefore, that's why this person was healed, but it has nothing to do with the expertise of the person that wrote it. Teku, we don't have an answer to that question. So in order for an amulet itself to be considered effective, it has to have healed three times, preferably three separate people with the same exact amulet. And in order to prove that a person himself is an effective amulet writer, so he needs to heal three separate people, even if it's with three separate kameyas. Continues the Gemara talking about kameyas. We have a question. Is a kameya intrinsically Kaddish or not? And the Gemara asks, what relevance does it have halachically? Even if you're going to say let's play are you allowed to be mechal Shabbos to save it from a fire? Tashma, the Gemara says that's very easy to answer. Brachas that are written down, the say brachas of Shmaina Esrei of Rosh Hashanah Kippur says Rashi or Kimeya's Aful Pishesh Ben Even though this Kimeya has letters of Hashem's name, Umein Yanis, Harbesh or many topics of the Torah written on it, ain't Matzila Noisanim You're not allowed to save it from a fire on Shabbos. From Yisrael, from Kim, and you have to let it burn it in its place. So we have an answer right there in a brisa. We say, okay, the relevance of a command being Kaddish has to do with whether or not once it gets worn out, do you have to put it in the geniza? Do you have to hide it away? Tashmah, the Gemara says, we have a different brisa to answer that. If we had Hashem's name written on a handle of a cleave or on the legs of a bed, you should cut out the name of Hashem and you should hide it away. So we have an answer to that also. The, Gemara says, the relevance is going into a bathroom with it. My, what's the halacha? they're intrinsically kadosh, and it's usir to go into bathroom with it. Or perhaps they're not kadosh, and it's permitted to go into bathroom with it. The Gemara tells us, Tashma. our Mishnah tells us, one may not go out with a kameh if it's not an expert kameh. <laughs> Hamina it's from an expert, nafak, go out with it. yesh <laughs> kedusha, that a kameh is intrinsically kadosh. Zimnin, sometimes the besakisa, he's going to have to use the restroom, <laughs> and he's going to take it off because he's not allowed to bring it to the bathroom, and he's going to end up carrying it for Armas and Rosh Hashanah. It must be that it's not kadesh The Gemara says that's not a proof because our mission is talking about a Kamea that is made of herbs, so you're allowed to go into a bathroom with it, but perhaps a Kamea that's, ri- that's written is intrinsically Kaddish. The Gemara says that can't be. told us Our mission is talking about a Kamea that's written, or that's made out of herbs. We say, you're right. It's a talk about a chale that's deathly ill. So therefore, even though a is intrinsically kadesh, he's allowed to go into a bathroom with it. The Gemara says, The, the kameh that our mission is referring to is relevant even to someone who's not deathly ill. The Gemara says, okay, you're right. Since this kameh is meant to heal him, even if he does hold it in his hand, shop your dummy, it's okay. It's not considered carrying because it's meant to heal him, but kameum do have an intrinsic Kedusha to them. Samach Be'ezam and Alf on the top. The Gemara says, V'atanya, told us, Rabbi Shai, Rabbi Shai says, shalei, As long as you don't hold it in your hand and carry it from Rosh Rabim. So we see that just because it's meant to heal you, it doesn't mean you're allowed to carry it in Rosh Rabim. So Gemara says, you're right. El ma'skin. what are we talking about here? Is that the Kameah is covered over with leather. It's a pouch. So this writing, either Hashem's name or these P'sukim, are inside leather. So you're allowed to walk into a bathroom with it. And therefore, the Kameh does have intrinsic Kedusha. The Gemara asks, hold on. For a tefillin, the or tefillin are covered over with leather because the parshias of the tefillin are inside the bottom, they're inside the boxes of the tefillin. But we have a braisa, a person who's wearing his tefillin, he's got to take them off with it in a distance of four alms from a bathroom, and then he can go in. And they're covered in leather, why can't he go in? The Gemara says, no. That's because of the shin on the tefillin Shel Rush that's protruded. The Shin and I were to fill in is halachal mesh misinai. And that is something that is considered Kadesh, and that's why a person is not allowed to walk into a bathroom with it. And now, just a little bit of a side point, from the dalet of our tefillin, which is the knot in the back of the tefillin Shel that's also the yud of tefillin, which is the knot of the tefillin shal yad, that's also That's also Allah However, we see from here that if something's covered over with leather, then a person would be allowed to walk into the bathroom with it. And we do know that if a person has a sitter in their pocket, as long as it's covered over with some sort of covering, then he's allowed to walk into a bathroom with it. Let's just finish up until the Mishnah that told us he may not go on to just around with these. Shirion, what is that? Zarda, that's a coat of armor. Kazda, what is that? Amarav, Sanvarta, that's a leather under-helmet worn under the steel helmet during battle. Magafayim, what's that? Amarav, Pismaki, those are shin guards to protect you during battle. One may not walk out with these on Shabbos. However, it's not Isudar because since they are worn during battle time, it is considered some form of clothing. Everyone should have a wonderful day.